0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Detox Podcast, a parenting podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I speak to Brian Andrako, the host of the Just Get Started podcast. Brian comes on to discuss parenting his seven and a half year old son. Uh, The sensory issues that went into that and how he's learned to adjust and evolve as time has gone on. He also talks about his upcoming children's book, Luke's First Round of Golf. And we get into some uh, tips and tricks for how to discuss the current COVID-19 coronavirus crisis with your children and how to kind of keep a sense of normalcy in a very unnormal time it's all really great I think you're really gonna enjoy it I appreciate you sticking with us we were on a little bit of a break uh, over the last couple months as we were working focusing on some, uh, building some great content out for the rest of the year for all of you and I think you're really gonna enjoy it uh, up first I do have Brian salmon coming back with another ask the birth guy and then we'll dig into my conversation with Brian Andreco but before we even do that I do want to let you know that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by TryPersona.com. Uh, Persona is your digital family room. Uh, invite the people closest to you and share stories, advice, and memories to last a lifetime. Leave the politics and memes behind at Facebook. Come join a place focused on family and love at TryPersona.com. That's Try, prson A.com. Be right back with Ask the Birth Guy and then Brian andreco
1: the birth guy hey guys it's brian the birth guy and i'm stuck at home and it's making me crazy this covid19 virus it's getting everybody riled up but it's for good reason it's very serious a good friend of mine did a live from the hospital this morning she's going home today but she still could barely breathe she's gasping for air that doesn't sound fun so we all have to do our part and this is why joe asked me to come and answer this question again today this question was specifically for me Because they're asking, what do pregnant moms or expecting moms do or someone who's going to the hospital having a baby today or coming home with a new baby? What do you do? You do exactly what we've been doing. Stay home. Wash your hands. Keep clean. Now, there's no evidence that pregnant women are more susceptible or get affected even harder than anybody else. It's the same across the board is what we know right now. Now it's important if you're cleaning bottles, wash your hands. In and, and prepare your formula. If you're breastfeeding, continue breastfeeding. Stay inside the house or in your yard. Social distance from people. You can take a walk if you want. They're saying that's okay as long as you're six feet away from you know other people. So don't do seven because then you're just taking one more. No, I'm just kidding. You guys, it's really important that we keep our sense of humor, keep happy. Get outside to get some air, play games with your kids. We played a game online last night. There's so many things to do. But most of all, if you're having a baby or you're pregnant, try not to stress so hard. Figure out how to find your happy place. You guys, there's not much information right now, but that's what I know. And I know that the best way to stay healthy is to stay with a positive, healthy attitude. You guys, I hope that everybody gets through this fantastically. If you have anybody who's affected by it or or anybody who, you know, maybe has passed away, we are so sorry. And I want you to know that we really do care. If you have any other questions, you can reach out to me. Joe's going to have all that information to you. And I hope you enjoy the podcast because I sure love the detox podcast. Here's Joe Shaw.
0: Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is also a podcast host. He is getting up to release his first book, his children's book, and or his first children's book, excuse me. And uh, with me today is the always undeniable, rarely indescribable, Mister Brian Andriko. Brian, how are you doing today? Joe,
2: pleasure to be here. Grateful for the opportunity. <laughs>
0: I am really excited to dig into a couple of the talking points that we've discussed previously. But one of the things that I want to start out with that I always like to start out with when I have parents on the show is what do you, Brian, what do you think makes a good parent?
2: Jeez, man, that's a, <laughs> throwing out the uh, the curveballs at the beginning here. Right? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I make it up as I go along, you know, <laughs> probably sure. most of us feel that way. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think... I, my view has probably changed over the years because, we, you know, we've all obviously grown up with parents and we right. think we know it all as we're kids, right? Right. Um, so as becoming a parent, I think for me, a lot of the, a lot of the things I thought when, you know, my, I have a son that's, uh, will be eight years old in, in a couple months. Um, you know, when he was younger, I probably thought certain things that aren't true today. But sure. I, I think the biggest thing for me is just to really be, um, you know, straightforward and authentic. And not that he has to know everything, but I really try to feel like, you know, I can be honest with him and, um, and I'm listening to him. So it's not, it's not a one way street, which I kind of grew up with that. I don't know about you, Joe, but like, yeah, it was a one way street. It was kind of how my parents right. said it and that's how <laughs> yeah. it was going to be. Right. Um, but, and, and I think our culture has changed a lot too, but for me, it's, I felt like I've gotten the most out of my son when I've listened to him. And I've actually like, you know, don't cut him off or, or, you know, those type of things. I've actually sat down and listened to what he has to say or let him finish a story. Let him feel like he's actually included versus I'm the parent, you're the child, you listen to me, that type of approach. So right, a little scattered answer to your question, but, you know, that's kind of the things that I think about in terms of being a better parent or trying to be the best parent I can be at least.
0: Right. And I think that's so critical too. I think what we're recognizing more and more, uh, to your point, as as our generation has now become parents and we're we're getting older and we're raising the next generation of, of parents ourselves, is recognizing that the best growth comes for When you talk with your children as opposed to talking at them, I think it's important to give directions and clear and concise information. But then I think fostering that environment for discussion is what enables them to feel empowered in themselves and their choices and their opinions and is what ultimately leads to their success down the road, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely agree with that. And I I think too, a, a lot of it is we don't know. You know, I'm not. I, I mean, I look at where I am. I'll be 37 years old um, very soon, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying my parents got it wrong. You know, sure. it took. I, I feel like I'm a late bloomer, and maybe right. I figured a lot of stuff out myself. But uh, you know, I don't. I don't know if that's a, the the bad way to do it. I'm not saying my parents or other other parents in that generation. You know, as an older millennial like I am, that, you know, doesn't mean it was wrong. But yeah, I think the the tide is shifting. So there's just a different amount of education or perspective on it nowadays. Um, right. So I guess we'll, see, you know, we'll see in fifteen to twenty years what right. that generation, uh, you know, becomes. I guess.
0: Right. Definitely. And it's it's great that you brought up uh, your your child as well, because your, your son, uh, you had, you'd brought up to me that he has, uh, ADHD and some sensory processing, um, uh, uh, sensory processing disorder, excuse me. And I, and I would love to know what your perspective has been being able to, to work with him and be able to foster that environment of communication in a situation where it may be difficult for, other parents? And what has been some of the lessons you've learned? What has been some of the the, the tricks that you've used to better communicate? And where have you uh, thought, mm, I need to adjust my strategy a little bit with how I'm approaching this whole parenting thing, because I don't know if I'm going to be able to work with him on the the path that you had originally set out?
2: Well, uh, first and foremost, I mean, I failed miserably. Many times over uh, with, with him. <laughs> um, To be perfectly frank, um, sure. You know, it it, w- it was challenging, and it still is challenging because I, I think it's recognizing we get told. So, just I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm not a I'm not a believer in the education system. I think it's outdated and needs to be changed. Sure. Um, so I won't go down that rabbit hole for today. <laughs> but the re- the reason I say that is, you know. Early on when he you know, he's in second grade now, but early on there was a lot of conversations with teachers and, and other, you know, school administrators of you know, kind of what quote unquote normal is. Sure. And you know, that was one of those things that always bothered me, was like, well Yeah, he is normal, but he's just a different kid. Like he doesn't have to be in line with everyone else. That's not a that's not a bad thing. So it, it was kind of you know come off as a negative um in in the school setting. So for me though, when when he got diagnosed and we kind of, you know, went on that path, it was challenging for me just to get out of the what is considered again, societal normal, because you see a million other kids sitting around, they're like, Well, they can sit still and have lunch, you know. Why is he having challenges with this? So a lot of it was really acceptance and just realizing like he's a special kid and he has a phenomenal amount of attributes. He just has some challenges in terms of, you know, sitting still and the the way he communicates sometimes, um, you know, some aggression at times. So first and foremost, it was me accepting that as a parent. And I think for, you know, other parents I've talked to with it, it's sometimes challenging because we're used to, you know, you're supposed to kind of go with the norm and you're just kind of get with the herd, if you will. Right. Um, and he's a, he's, you know, kind of beat to his own drum, which is, which is cool though. The second part to your question, I think, you know, after I accepted it, I think for me, it's recognizing patterns. You right. know, he has certain things that he does that probably other kids with ADHD don't do, or that maybe they do excessively different than he does. I don't, I don't know. But for him personally, um, it was really important for me to understand when he gets into his certain moods or when he's, you know, he, he really likes to, um, he likes to be in control. So one of the things I've learned his mother has learned is like, he, he has to be in control of the situation. Sure. He, like he'll have trouble in school, for instance, if, you know, he's finishing up, let's say doing a art project and they're transitioning to another subject. If he's mm-hmm. not done yet that is very challenging to get him to go to the next thing um, as an example so i think i think that was the big thing for me Um, and we can go deeper into this but really just not only the acceptance but also to figure out uh when he's you know kind of going through these patterns and how to almost lighten up a little bit not trying to be you know kind of the oh nope my hand, you know, my fist is down. This is what we're doing, kind of thing, like the gavel. Um, right. It was actually, right. you know, understanding that hey, he's different, so I have to treat him a little different, and maybe I have to change up my um, perspective on the situation, and ultimately the way that I adapt to the situation.
0: Right. That's a good point too. When you talk about knowing that he needs to feel in control of of si- certain situations, how do you teach him? to have control. So I guess maybe this is this is a you brought up a good point about he's working on our project they're transitioning to a new subject he may not be ready and that's difficult. So what are some of the things that you've done to teach him con, like control over maybe a micro level as opposed to a macro level and what are some things that he that you've empowered him to feel in control of that help with the uncontrollable if that makes sense. <clears throat>
2: Well, I'll give, I'll give you two examples. One, we haven't figured it out yet. Sure. It's still, it's still, you know, in the early stages, we've been working with a, um, an OT and, and she's been very helpful kind of, you know, re tinkering, you know, kind of how he thinks. Um, but yeah, we haven't figured out yet. And, and, you know, his mother and I are trying different things, um, that some work and some don't, I'll, I'll say two things that have worked, I guess. One is, having a schedule and a pretty specific schedule that he could see clearly, not that it's kind of hidden and, you know, in the way in the closet. Um, right. I'll get, Oh, actually I'll give you a real life example before I go on the other point. Uh, so I've, obviously we're recording this, we're in this whole, you know, coronavirus thing going on and um, right. kind of crazy times in our world. You know, so, you know, our schools, I don't know how you guys are down there, but you know, our schools in North Carolina um, are closed.
0: Yeah, they're closed here in um, Texas as well. Yep.
2: Okay. So I had him, so his mom and I are, are separated. Um, so I had him last week. We, we do one week on one week off. Um, so I had him last week as first week, kind of this, this, you know, homeschooling. I got I had to play teacher right. and the, I got him on Monday and we did some stuff on Monday. And then Tuesday I try to like say, Hey, you know, Hey bud, we're going to do, you know, we're gonna do some reading. Now we're going to do science or we do some other stuff. And it was just a disaster. Mm -hmm. It was a disaster. He was, he was throwing some fits. He was all over the place. And then I sat back and this is the part of the learning, I think as a parent that we all go through, right. Is I sat back, I said, well, wait a minute, Brian, you know, that he likes to be in control situation. You know, the, when he knows what's coming up next, um, he's going to be at least better attuned to maybe changing or being along with it. So what I did that night on Tuesday night is I pulled out a whiteboard and he and I, before bed, we created a schedule for the next day. So, Hey, here's when you're going to have your breaks. Here's when you're going to do these subjects. And we talked about what we'll do during those subject times. I even asked him, Hey, what do you do it? You know, during this time, What, what do you guys normally do at math? What are you working on now? And just to get his feedback, So we put the schedule together. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we had a schedule last week um, that he could very clearly see what was gonna happen, when it was gonna happen. He has one of those like, um, I don't know if, I think it's Garmin. I think it's Garmin, maybe it's a Fitbit, but anyways, it's like a little, you know, the kids watch. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. See the time, yeah. So that's helpful for him. Um, But anyway, so that's an example actually, I just thought of that uh, I did with him last week and his mom's doing it with him this week. was it a hundred percent perfect? No, but was it 80, 85%? Yeah. And which is yeah. a huge win uh, with, with him. So I would say that. And the other thing I, I mentioned that his watch having timers we, we found, so there's actually some free apps you can get on his, you know, like on his iPad we'll get where, you know, it's kind of almost fun timer. So sometimes we'll use those. Sometimes it's on his watch. So for instance, if it's, you know, um, you know, hey, Lucas, we're, we're, you know, we're leaving or whatever in five minutes, I'll say, hey, set your timer, you know, set your watch timer, because he might be playing on his iPad. Well, he knows when the five minutes is up. And he's really good now versus maybe a year ago, when that timer gets up, he pretty much knows to stop his iPad and put it away. Right. So th- those are some things, at least where we're figuring out what works, what doesn't and and, you know, kind of coaching him through it.
0: That's really good. I, I know it can be it can be difficult uh, having to not only just have a schedule and a routine as kids need that, but being able to provide a sense of control in situations where it's difficult to be able to provide that. And I think that's so key. Uh, one that you admit that you're still <laughs> learning and growing, and two that you know you're you're already showing the growth and how you're applying these. These learning lessons to the real life situations and continuing to build on that—that's fantastic. I want to talk about your children's book that is coming out. Uh, is it? Uh, it's at the end of this month. Is it out already, or is it getting close to being out?
2: It, it's. It'll be out. Well, <laughs> timelines have been pushed well, back. I was going to say two different times. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the book is fully written. Illustrations are an early process, but we're ramping those up so that the goal is de- depending whenever this launches, the goal is to have it launch sometime in April here in 2020. Okay. That's my goal. I'm crossing my fingers on, but again, sure. depending on a few factors, maybe it pushes out to early May. Maybe it's, you know, early April, the next couple of weeks, we get it done sure. quick. So still up in the air, but yeah, it'll, it'll be out hopefully in the next, you know, 30 to 60 days. Sounds good.
0: Well, it's called Luke's first round of golf, and you wrote it about your son. And uh, tell me about both the origin and the genesis of why you decided to write it. Why now is a good time to write it, and then what you hope people get from it.
2: So, just for a background, right? So, I was a PJ uh, professional. I, I used to teach golf for a living. Ran my own teaching business um, a, a number of years ago. And so golf's always a, it's a big part of my life Uh, still is to a degree. I don't play as much as I'd like, but that's just, you know, that's, that's life in general in a way. Um, But anyway, so yeah, one of my, you know, big things was like when I was having a child and I knew I was having a son was like, this is going to be really cool when I get to play golf with him, you know, for the first time. And, And because I didn't start playing until I was 11 years old and actually my brother and I, Taught our father how to play golf, um, ironically. So you know, he, I, I didn't have that influence growing up from a from a golf standpoint um, or sports really. So, anyways, that was something I said, man, this would be really cool where I can get him to um, to be involved in the game. So I wrote the book. This is actually a great entrepreneur. I think for the entrepreneurs out there, folks that are kind of doing side hustles, right. um, it's one of those things where I said, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to write this and. So I wrote probably, I don't know, 70% of it when he was born in, in 2012. And I shelved it. And I shelved it because of fear, because I wasn't um I didn't have the self-confidence, a variety of reasons. Um, not like who am I thinking, you know, I, I'm gonna write a children's book kind of, you know, that that was the attitude I had. Right. Um so I've changed my tune a lot over the last four or five years. And so I actually pulled this back out about a year and a half ago um, now. And I said, you know, screw this. I'm, I'm going to finish this book. This was, this yeah. meant a lot to me. I'm going to finish it. So I, I, you know, finished writing it. I tweaked it a little bit and, um, and it was going to, I mean, my goal was to launch at the end of last year. I actually had an illustrator at the end of the summer. That relationship fell through just for a variety of different reasons. Um, yeah. so I got a new illustrator, actually a, a friend of mine and it's worked out well. It's just a matter of kind of the timing of it. And I didn't realize how, how, you know, it, it's tough to, especially from an illustration standpoint, you want to make sure you get them on point and right. Um, so that's sure. kind of the, uh, but anyways, that's the origin of it. It was really around writing this story about, you know, it's a kind of a Dr. Seuss type rhyming book. It's a fun little book, uh, but it was really around, you know, my son playing golf for the first time. Ironically, he played his first round of golf, like on par three course, um, his own ball last, last year. Um, <laughs> so that was a real treat That's as awesome a, uh, as a father, so.
0: That's fantastic. I I love that, and I think it's so great too when you're talking about, you know, just just do it. Just, you know, if you want to do something, just do it. Screw it. It doesn't matter. If you want it, you believe in it. See it through, and you never know what's going to come of it. And I love the the personal connection with being able to to share the sport you love with your kid. That's fantastic. I know. And I mean, I'm I'm a huge soccer fan, and so I couldn't wait. So my my kid was my first my oldest Uh, she was born after the 2014 World Cup and so I was just excited for uh, 2018 to roll around so I could share uh, how excited I am about the World Cup with her and it was it was fantastic just watching it so I can only imagine getting to play the sport and getting to see them that's that's awesome.
2: What well, is cool, right? I mean, having kids like, and, and I don't know how you were raised, but like, you know, it, having the chance to actually raise your own kids and and having those fun things that you enjoy, and it makes them enjoy, you know, enjoy it yes. as
0: well. It's it's, a, it's just such a cool thing. So, uh, how many? Remind me, how many kids do you have? So I have two. I have a um, a five year old and a two and a half year old.
2: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so you're getting to that point where. Um, you're going to start seeing some of that and that interaction in terms of sports or other things. So that's really neat. Um, Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's just an opportunity for, and like I said, the, the reason, you know, I, I, my podcast, as you mentioned at the beginning, you know, called just get started where I like interview entrepreneurs and founders about, you know, kind of starting businesses and and kind of the, the struggles to get through that and where they came from. So here I am, I'm thinking, you know, this is like 2017 ish, 2018, Mm-hmm. Um, going into 2019. I'm like, okay, we're, we're going through the podcast. We're growing it. I'm, I'm doing some other business ventures. And I'm like, here I am preaching to just get started to people. And I got this book sitting here <laughs> that I'm almost complete with, and I haven't done anything with it. So that, that was part of the, like the final push for me to say, like, I got to get this finished. Like I got to do this. And I'm actually writing another children's book now too. Like I have this, I have this passion for, I love the children's book stuff. And I think there's some cool stories to share. So kind of with some missions I have in life, like I actually have another children's book I'm teeing up as well. Uh, not golf related, but it's just, uh, it's kind of got my creative juices flowing if you
0: will. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And since you brought up uh, just get started. Um, Talk me through when you originally created the show, why you were excited to do it, and why specifically with entrepreneurials, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit with all these different entrepreneurs, and and really highlighting that, and and what uh, was your passion for creating it?
2: Well, so. I originally back in 2015, I wanted to start a podcast. Okay. But going back to you know what I mentioned earlier, even about the book, like it, there's just something been inside me, you know, both on a positive and negative front. Positively, I've always had the entrepreneurial kind of spirit and bug, if you will. Whether it was you know doing stuff as a kid or like I said, running a golf business, those type of things. Right. Um, so that that's kind of kept me moving forward. With I you know I work a, a full time in software sales. Um, right now, but doing some other things on the side that I'm kind of ramping up. And so that's kind of kept me going as I've changed my vision on things over the last, you know, four or five years. I I jokingly call it my Renaissance period because like I've, (laughs) I've had (laughs) this deep learning of like curiosity of like the world way different than I ever had, you know, kind of pre like 30 years old, let's say. Um, but on the negative side, it was that, that, um, poor self-confidence, that poor Mm -hmm. um, idea of who I was and not believing in myself and having the fear. And I think we all, anyone listening in on this, we all go through those periods. Sure. So for me anyways, it was like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And and I was told just again, as as an aside, right? So one of the things that I don't know if I have a good voice or not, a lot of people say I do. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. But No, your voice is great. But, the, but the, I had a teacher in uh, Mr. Hines when I was 18, public speaking, I took in high school and he pulled me aside one day. I'll never forget it. I can, I'm visualizing it right now happening. I remember him pulling me aside and say, Brian, you got great pitch and tone. You should be on radio someday. <laughs> now this is back in 2001 podcast. Didn't really exist, sure. but, but so I never, that never left me. And I always kind of had that thing of like, okay, this would be cool. I love interview shows. I used to watch interview shows all the way growing up. You know, I was a big, like, Regis and Kathie Lee fan. I don't know if you oh, remember yep, that yep. show. Yes, yes. Um, but a uh, big Regis Feldman fan. But anyways, I used to watch all these shows. Like, I would rather watch, like, David Letterman versus watching, like, a cartoon show or something like that growing
0: up. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I so, that. so I
2: always enjoyed the interview aspect and those things. Anyways, not to get too long-winded, but that's no, where no, the good. podcast idea started. I said, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Well, it took me two years to actually start it. And I was going to do, you know, I'm a big 49ers fan. So, you know, I know we had a heartbreak this year.
0: <sighs> right. I was going to say. <laughs>
2: the, uh, we're, we're, we, got a, we got a good team. But, um, yep. you know, so I was going to do a 49ers podcast. I was going to do one on golf. I had all these different ideas. And and then finally, I landed on calling it Just Get Started because I said, there's got to be other people out there, my age, older, younger, et cetera, working adults that have fear to kind of step outside the comfort zone being judged by other people and all that stuff. Um, so I said, maybe I'll start one that can share those stories of people just like them that have started businesses that have got out on their own, um, and have kind of, you know, exercised maybe some, some inner entrepreneurial spirit they had. So anyways, that's, that's why the podcast started. And, um, as we're recording this, I just launched episode
0: ninety-eight. So nice. Congrats. I'm on
2: your heels. I'm I'm, I'm right. coming close to a hundred. I know you're what about one twenty-ish or
0: <laughs> yep. This is episode one twenty-two. So yep. Okay. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so
2: uh and kudos to you because I know it's it's a um it's a lot of effort, a lot of a lot of time putting into it. Um right. you know, I take it seriously because I excited, you know, it, especially the guests that I have on, just like you and some of the episodes I've listened to, is you kind of take care in the guests. Like you want to you know, you want to ask thoughtful questions, you want to, you know, make sure it's a, there's entertainment in there, but also you're getting, so it's, it's definitely a a hurdle, right? Each episode, Uh, but it's fun. I love it. Um, I I love doing it right now.
0: It is, it is a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. And if you are somebody that's listening that wants to get started yourself uh, to quote Brian's show, just get started. There's nothing holding you back at all, except you. So just do it. You don't have to worry about, is it going to sound great? Is it going to sound bad? That's all going to come with time just get out there and just just start doing it. And, you know, he, we here at the detox podcast, we here. it's just me. But at the detox podcast, uh, we took a little bit of a break because, um, you know, I did I took your advice as far as just get started. And I started a secondary venture not too long ago after the encore. So it's a music podcast. So I've got that going I was building up material for season two, which is going to drop in May. And, uh, you know, it was something where you kind of had to to prioritizing, all right, we're gonna take a little bit of a break from detox, focus on this. But now we're back, and I'm super glad that we've got you on this because I think it's so timely. And as far as getting started and getting back going and and being able to really drive the spirit of that that renaissance period as you're talking about that creativity and nurturing, that curiosity and really exploring and 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 putting together something that's amazing that people want to take part in. It's great. And I want to transition a little bit too, because we talk, we've we talked about the fact that it's such an uncertain time, right? With the coronavirus and COVID-19 and, and everything that's going on in the world. And we're all trying to come together as a community. And so we really want to be able to put out content like this, which which uh, is something that people can enjoy, but also is is something heartfelt that people can take from it. So I want to know, maybe just kind of stepping aside from kind of the normal talking points and then just really what has been your... Um, response uh, in the immediate to kind of COVID nineteen the coronavirus and how and how have you? And we talked a little bit about the schooling with your son, but how have you worked to really address that kind of with your family immediately, and then also maybe with your community? What have been some steps or maybe some tips and tricks that you have that you've been using to kind of pass the time or or really focus on on family?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think it just like everyone else, I mean everyone's dealing it in a different way. I, I certainly um, am not not naive in the fact that I'm probably in a good spot versus a lot of the country. you know I right, have a steady right. job, I'm getting health insurance. I'm able to work from home. like those are luxuries that I'm very grateful for because um, I know a lot of people are struggling right now and I hate it. Um, especially a lot of the small businesses. Um, in the area here, I live, you know, in the Raleigh-Durham area, in North Carolina, and just right. you see a lot of small businesses struggling. So, yeah. you know, I think it's a time for um, for just perspective. And, and one, you know, one thing, and this goes back to, you know, kind of where I've changed a lot of the last few years, where, I, you know, doing a lot more, whether it's meditation or just gratitude journal stuff or anything of that nature, and really understanding that their you know, life. Life is challenging. There's a lot of things that go on, um, yeah. and I think going back to the drawing board all the time to say, "Man, we're grateful for just the opportunity." You know, the whole you know 400 trillion, 400 trillion to one you know to, you know probability to be a human kind of thing. Right. You know, we're lucky to even be here, right? Right. So. I just think for me it's it's just kind of going back and, and continuing to look at that playbook and saying yeah let's you know, I want to spend as much time with my son as I can and I don't have to go you know, going back to the schooling example like I don't have to like say all right you know you got to do science for an hour it's like all right just you know chill out dad you know kind of thing like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: you know what I'm saying like go yep. just let, let's enjoy the time so like you know him and I were playing like we were playing like like Monopoly I think on his iPad the other day and play, you know he wants to play Minecraft and stuff. I'm like, "All right, I'll play Minecraft with you on the Xbox." Like, I don't mind right. playing that stuff because I'm like these are things he's going to remember and the right. bonding that we do here is is a lot different. So getting even getting him outside and you know riding bikes all the time and stuff like that. Those are things we can still do during this time. Um but yeah, I mean I don't I don't have any tips and tricks. I mean I I've been fortunate to work from <laughs> home sure, a lot with my, my current role. So i it's kind of, you know, business as usual for me. I just think for most people out there, it's just, you know, prioritizing, like when you got to get work done get work done when you have to, um, uh, you know, focus on, you know, with your kids, if you're, if you're homeschooling or those type of things, well then focus on that and just right. don't put so much pressure on yourself to like always be on, um, you know, it's a great thought, actually, Um, Jesse Itzler, who I follow online, he's a great person to follow if anyone knows him. Um, But uh, he's married to Sarah Blakely, who started Spanx. A lot of people know Sarah. But uh, anyways, Jesse actually posts up today that was really, you know, again, you you think, I don't even think about, I guess, anymore, just because I I work from home a lot, but is that, you know, a lot of people that are, uh, you know, Just like I gotta always be online. I wanna make sure my manager or boss sees me around on Zoom or on you know Slack or Teams or whatever you're using. Right, right. But you know, he talked about the um, you know, like most people, the average commute to work is about, you know, whatever, 25-ish minutes, right? So you double that, that's 50 minutes a day. So give yourself some Slack, if you will. And say, all right, maybe I don't have to be on as early as I normally am, or maybe I can take a longer lunch, or maybe I can take breaks during the day. Give give yourself back those fifty minutes versus feeling like you got to be plugged in from you know eight to five or nine to five or whatever. So I I just think that perspective on it is just like, yeah, we're in unprecedented times. This is how you know this is going to be the new normal for a while. So just try to get creative with how you spend your day, but at the same time, knowing I got to get my work done. But don't put so much pressure on her on yourself that it takes away from the family time because, you know, this this may be an opportunity to spend a lot with your family that you're not going to in the future.
0: I mean, that's a very good point. It's something that I definitely need to hear. I don't know about the listeners. So I appreciate you for saying that <laughs> because it is. Yeah, I mean, so What are true. you guys? What
2: are you, what are you doing during in time with your I, again? I know that your five year old probably, you know understands it more than the, the two-year-old yeah. but is the uh, are you guys doing anything to break up the day or
0: You know, so they do go to uh, their own sitter. So we're fortunate in that they're able to get out of the house and go to the sitter for right now. I mean, you know, everything is changing every single day and we can only roll with the punches. But we're fortunate in that their day gets broken up and is kept a little bit on routine. But I think, you know, when they're asking, you know, can we go to the park or can we do X, Y and Z or go here, go there. And these restaurants or these other places are closed and we're, we're having to say no. Um, what we have been doing is we've been, you know, we've been getting out and taking walks as a family, like either early in the day or later in the day to get some vitamin D and really just kind of break up the day. And then we've been vocal uh, to my daughter about, you know, there's, um, you know, not to scare her, but just let her know, like there's a sickness. And so we're all coming together as a community to minimize our going outside. Uh, so that way other people don't get sick. And, you know, people like, you know, your grandma, grandpa, that kind of stuff. We don't want them to get sick. So we're trying to, you know, stay inside and we're all as a community staying inside. And so we're being, you know, high level, but also a little bit specific. So she understands the gravity of it. But then we're also trying to find ways to get outside and and play and interact to break up the day and and allow them to not feel so stir crazy. Because especially on the weekends when we're all here and we're all not doing anything, it can feel difficult. So on the weekends, we've tried to build in a good balance of indoor and outdoor time around the house just to make sure everybody is is healthy and a good state of mind and, and is not too cooped up. But that's, I mean, that's what we've been doing in the immediate. Um, and then, you know, the world's ever changing, so.
2: Yeah, I think the honesty approach, I don't know how other parents are doing it. I mean, I've been very honest with him right. in terms of, you know, what's going on. Actually, I saw someone the other day put something online. I thought it was just, very on point like to get kids understand and they were like you know for using fortnite as the example and basically like hey listen the storm i don't know people listening know fortnite or not but you know the game most kids are playing it's like hey the the storm is coming we got to get inside so that we're kind of protected from it and kids relate to that because they know that they visually know, Oh yeah, we don't want to be in the storm because that's, that's going to hurt. We got to get kind of in the safe zone.
1: And I think that, you know,
2: just finding ways to explain to kids, but being truthful and honest, like one of the things I've found a lot, and this is where I, I talk with a lot of folks about from, Again, the more entrepreneurship angle. Like I talk with my son all the time about business. Like he wants to start a, you know, five lemonade stands out in the <laughs> community and, and and do like these things. And it's not things I pressured him with. He'll like come home with these ideas. And but I think it's just because again, what we expose them to, if it's positive, if it's if it gives them a chance of like um, meaning in their life, stuff like that. They start to create their own um, their own path. So I think any of those type of things we need to not um, shelter the kids and just say nope this is how you're gonna do it it's like expand and learn and you know figure it out these kids are a lot smarter than they were i I know i know my son is probably smarter than at at seven and a half than i was at 11. Um, sure it's just amazing what they know these days you know
0: right no, I completely, completely understand that. And, and kind of speaking a little bit more about uh, starting own businesses and whatnot, talk me through your new business, which is geared towards healthy kids lunches. Uh, talk me through a little bit about that, the origin for that, and then how that's how that's going now that, you know, schools are shut down and a lot of this is kind of changed and maybe thrown a wrench into the works.
2: Yeah, I mean, so the origin of it was just, and again, I've I worked for a great company. I'm in software sales right now, and um, and I'll be there for a while. That's, you know, but this is more going to be a side hustle, and then we'll see how it goes as we take sure. it from there. And, and that's how I think a lot of businesses should start. A lot of folks should think about it. Um, but yeah, this is just, you know, it's me kind of crafting my mission in life, um, especially the last four or five years. One of the things for me, it's I realized that I want to make a greater impact in the world than I was doing. And I felt that I was, was not doing that. I felt I was getting complacent and just kind of going with emotions. So as I continue to reevaluate, you know, year after year of like, okay, where do I want to go with things? It always, you know, kind of going back to this same. So I describe it um, as a North star. I'm not a big believer in putting the flag in the distance, like five or 10 years and saying, all right, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm going to be the CEO of this company kind of thing. I don't think that's a good way to do it in my opinion, because I think there's a lot of failure that comes with that. But if you have a North star of like, this is my mission, this is where I want to go toward. I think it allows you to, you know, change and evolve and in your path adjust, but you're still going toward it. So for me, my mission is to impact the next generation of our society um, through health and wellness and uh, and basically get them on a better path to self discovery. So that's mm-hmm. my north star. What's nice about that is now I can make decisions based on that instead of just like again on a whim of like I want to do something. So the healthy kids lunch idea was really born out of that. Where I'm, you know, health and wellness is massive to me. Um, I've changed sure. my entire eating habits the last five six years. Um, I'm big a CrossFit, like. I, fitness is huge for me every day. I try to put the right stuff in my body. I don't always do it, but I try to. Um, right. so I said, what am I putting in my son's body? You know, mm-hmm, what is, mm-hmm. what is he going to, you know, I, I know when I was a kid, I don't know about you, Joe, like what you, but like I used to live on punch bowls of cereal and oh, like, macaroni yeah. and cheese, like, you know,
0: definitely. <laughs> yes. Yes. right, hundred percent. Yep. Like,
2: so I'm like, okay, so I feel I turned out okay, you know, in terms of, from a health standpoint, but maybe that was over the last dozen, 15 years where I've really, you know, thought about what I put in my body. But I said, okay, so, you know, if I'm trying to, I want to put, put some good stuff in my son's body. I want to make sure, you know, he understands like what ingredients are good and whatnot, whether he throws a fit about, I don't want to eat this stuff. Um, that's, but he has to try it. So we, you know, I have some policies here of like, You know, you got to at least taste it to see if you like it. You know, now I've started to do where, okay, you can get half the food you generally like, like if it's chicken nuggets or something, but the other half of the plate, it's what I want you to eat. Um, And I try to make it, you know, where it tastes a little bit better for him. So anyways, that was kind of the genesis. So I said, okay, well, I can't solve all these problems, but where do I see the biggest issue? And for me, it was their lunch. Mm-hmm. I looked cause I, cause I, we had the privilege on, I don't again, your, your kids may be too young for this, but like, you know, we can go and eat lunch in his elementary school if we want. So we can just sure. show up and sign in and, and eat lunch with him if we want. So I, I've gone a handful of times to do this over the last couple of years that he's been in school. And I see the, the lunches that these kids eat and I see the lunch that he was eating and the stuff I was giving to him or his mom was giving to him. And I wasn't happy about it. Mm-hmm. I said, there, we gotta be giving our kids better food throughout the day. Um, this is one of their, I mean, lunch really is one of them. You can say breakfast. It always gets says the most important meal of the day, right. but really, if you look at lunch, if you deplete that and you don't give them the right calorie intake of their energy, you know, you, I don't know if you get into like sleep, um, research or energy and stuff like you can take a massive dive. I'm not a sleep uh, yeah, scientist or point. anything, yeah. or I'm not big into you know that stuff. I'm not, I'm not a doctor or anything on that standpoint, but I've done enough research to know that you know your energy levels start to dip in the afternoon. There's a lot of things that are affected by the food that you're putting in your body earlier in the day. So if they're not right. getting a good lunch, that's going to massively impact um, the rest of their day. So anyways, that was part of the idea. I saw that and I said, okay, well, maybe I can get in this niche market and really solve this. Uh, and so that's where it's kind of evolved from over the last, you know, couple months, um, you know, trying to use local farmers, trying to, um, be more environmentally friendly. So like we're not going to use plastic. Um, so we're going to find different packaging. So we're still in the early stages. I have a, a friend of mine who has been a chef for about 15 years. Uh, that's co-founding the company with me. Oh, that's and that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, the whole, you know, uh, COVID-19, you know, um, stuff I guess that's going on has you know put a damper on it I mean we've hit the pause button in terms of launching anything but we're still right. working in the back there's still surveys I got to get done I'm, I'm trying to work on early landing page um, that's a little more in depth to start getting signups so just people interested starting to put together a newsletter so there's some things we're working on sure. but yeah I would definitely say I mean this who knows it may hold it off for months um, if not you know, some reports that I'm saying that you know, it might be six to nine months before the economy is back to, yeah. you know, even something that's, that's, you know, resembling what it was a month or two ago. So, right. um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, it's fun. It's a fun project. I'm excited to at least, you know, walk down that path and see if there are some legs with it. Um, I, I've gotten tremendous feedback from a lot of, you know, parents, um, that I know, who have, we've actually done some test runs of like making some lunches and they've tried them and their kids have tried them and I've gotten some great feedback. So, um, I, you know, all positives, but yeah, well, it's kind of a, you know, hurry up and wait type approach right now.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, as we're getting ready to gear up for the last segment of the show, Brian, is there one last piece of advice or mantra that you have that you would like to share with the audience?
2: Yeah. I mean, this is something that's, um, and I, and I guess this could be geared toward kids if you want, but I, I would talk to the parents, the dads out there, especially it's, it's kind of, you know, having that look in the mirror every day. And this could be, again, from a parenting approach or what you're doing job wise or anything. Um, I'm really big on the, the self-awareness and really figuring out who you are. Uh, there's two things I'll leave you with. And, and it's actually, I have, so if you looked at my bathroom mirror, if I took a picture of it and sent you, I have two questions written on the mirror. And these are questions I look at every time I walk in there. So it's kind of one of those things I have to keep reflecting on it. The first one, it basically says, why can't it be you? So one of the things that I talked about before with the fear, with the poor self-confidence and all that, I have to continually motivates a wrong word, but continually kind of push myself to realize that I myself, I can make an impact in the world. It doesn't have to be some you know, other person or someone that I think, oh, they have more resources or you know, all this other stuff. Like I could do it myself. I have the self belief now. I have the um, the mindset. Um, I have a lot of opportunity, and I have the and frankly, I have the passion to do it, um, to want to solve some of these problems. So why can't it be you? Is something again? I would you know, a lot of the parents out there, dads listening, like you know, why can't it be you? Why can't you be the one that, um, that makes a change in the world? And again, that could be locally, that could be in your house, that could be at a grandiose, you know, a grandiose stage, um, that that's your call on it. And the other one is, um, and I'm a big, do you know, do you know who David Goggins is? I do not. Okay. So you should check out David Goggins. I'd recommend every listener. If you don't know who David Goggins is, um, G O G G I N S this guy is hardcore. He is. Um, long story short, he's like you know he was a Navy SEAL. He. Um,
0: oh wait, he yes, I have R- heard about him. Yeah. Yeah, he yes, was an Army yes, Ranger. Yes.
2: He's now an endurance right. athlete. Okay, That's there you right. go. Um, but he had a great book. Um, I would absolutely recommend the audio version. But if you just get in the the text version, is fine as well. Um, but he has a book called "Can't Hurt Me" that came out about two years ago. He has one of the most unbelievable stories you'll ever read um, from the time he was a kid all the way to, you know, what he's doing now, mid forties. Um, but I'll let you guys, read, you know, everyone read that and, and come up with your own opinions on, on some stuff and hopefully it can help you kind of give you some guidance. But anyways, he, he talks about in there um, and he did this a lot, like his mind, his, his mindset, I think is probably one of the best basically in the world. If you if, if the things that he's done, if you read the book, you'd be like, oh, my God, how did he accomplish those things? <laughs> right. Um, but to get through like Navy SEAL training, um, one of the things he kept asking himself this question was, why are you here? Mm. And so the the context I take that from is this is really in a similar light, but I look at it from a standpoint of again, you know, I'm on this earth. I've had this privilege to you know be born where I was and have some of the opportunities I have. You know, why are you here? Why am I showing up every day? Like, what are some things that you know I can not only be doing, you know, kind of going back to my first questions, but just that con- convincing myself over and over in the mindset and really having a positive glass half full mindset um, with optimism that, listen, why are you here? You can either do nothing today. You can go watch Netflix for eight hours, but you're here now. Why can't you do some other things? So that's kind of the approach I take to really kick myself into gear when I start kind of pouting or I start saying, "Oh, well, I'll do that tomorrow. Looking at those two questions on my mirror, really, you know, kind of get me going in the right direction. So, um, Anyways, long winded on that as I generally do get on some tangents, but hopefully that's helpful for at least maybe some of the listeners of just a different way to think about the day to day um, and really figure out what you
0: want with your life going forward. I love that. That is awesome. Thank you so much for that, Brian. And now we're going to segue into my favorite section of the week. It is the dad joke of the week. It is a segment where I hurl dad jokes at my unsuspecting guests in order to get them to laugh while the audience groans, but I can't hear the audience. I can only hear my guests, so it works out. But before I get started, I always like to put my guests on the spot and see if they have any dad jokes they would like to offer up. So Brian, do you have any dad jokes?
2: Well, Joe, can I ask you a question
0: before that? Sure. Sure.
2: If a child refuses to sleep during nap time, are they guilty of resisting arrest?
0: (laughs) There you go. I threw one in there for you. (laughs) I love it. Love it so much. All right, Brian, I've got a couple for you. Uh, First of all, uh, Brian, why can't a leopard hide? I don't know. Because he's always spotted. He's always Spot okay. Very yeah. Very good. <laughs> uh, all right. Number two. Uh, how do moth? How do moths swim? I have zero idea. Uh, they use the butterfly stroke. So, uh, butterfly <laughs> uh, moths good. are using the butterfly stroke. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 No, no, no one said these were good jokes. All right. Last one. Um, Brian, how many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh?
2: No idea.
0: 10 tickles, 10 tickles, tentacles. Ah, tentacles. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to, what is the best way for them to do that?
2: Yeah, just my full name. So, Brian Andraco, B R I A N O N D R A K O. So, BrianOndrako.com or at BrianOndrako on Instagram and Twitter is kind of where I hang my hat mostly.
0: Perfect. And we will put links to all this in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, just scroll down and you should be able to click. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for coming on the show. We do need a hashtag. Should we go with hashtag just get started?
2: Yeah, let's do it. It seems apropos, if you will.
0: (laughs) Well, perfect. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming by. Really appreciate it. And listeners, we'll be back next week with another great episode. But until then, hashtag just get started and hashtag be a better dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of VOCAL. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's v-o-k-a-lnow.com.